0: Hi, this is Shaylin Hudson. I make candles for street, for scene creations, and the price is anywhere from $3 to $8. If you'd like to contact me about purchasing any, you can call me at 907-401-1095.
1: you have a Facebook page? No? Hello and welcome to Horror After Hours. I am your host, the naughty guy, Adam J. Joining me tonight is my good friend, Joe Dirt. Joe Garrett, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, tell me what you've been up to these days. Um, uh, not
0: a whole lot.
1: (laughs) Uh, Taking care of the kids, pretty much. It's been
0: that. Not, Not a lot of working, that's for sure.
1: That's a bummer. Okay. What are you doing at home, then?
0: Um, I've been doing house projects, unfortunately. That's not not super exciting. I've been uh, kicking up my brewing. I just got a new uh, a new setup for for doing all grain brewing, so I've been kind of playing with that.
1: Oh wow! No, all right. Let's talk about that. Okay, I want to hear a little more about this.
0: So basically, what I'd been using before was a big propane burner and a pot, and now I've upgraded to um, it's called the Anvil Found. It's like a ten and a half gallon stainless steel, like all electric brewing system. So it is a little spendy, but considering how much I like brewing, uh, it just gives you a whole, like a lot more temperature control and being able to play with it. So I've only got one batch under my belt. I haven't even tried it yet. When I get back, that's when I get to.
1: Very cool. I'd really like to try this. I'd like to hear more about it. Uh, Take me through some of the brewing process. Um,
0: well, I've just done, so
1: what I used to do is called
0: extract brewing, which is basically where they're taking, you're taking like a dried powder and adding water, and maybe some specialty grains for, 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 your, for your beer, and uh, what I swapped over to is called all grain, which is where you're actually taking grain, like individual grains, and you're crushing them and uh, making your, your beer right from scratch. So with all grain... It was really convenient just because it would, uh, a brew day would probably take about three hours from start to finish, including cleaning. Now with all grain, I might get more efficient with it, but it's taken about five hours because you need to kind of essentially make the extract first and then continue on with the process. So it's, uh, it's a bit more time consuming, but you get a lot more control over the ingredients and what exactly
1: is going into your recipe. So what kind of uh, brews are you making now?
0: Um and I
1: know about the fight claw.
0: huh. The fight I've claw is
1: uh that is a one I'm, I'm hearing quite a bit about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a staple at the house, that's for sure. I don't uh I have I've always got that hooked up on tap. Uh,
1: I made a red Irish ale. Red Irish ale? Yeah. That sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's kinda like an amber it's almost you know, it's similar to an amber and then um but it's got I'm working on the nice red hue. We'll see how it goes. This is the first uh the first red Irish ale I made, so very cool. Um, you know, new, new brew and a new brewing system. We'll see how it goes. I just, uh, I was able to get it all fermented and thrown into the keg and uh, full of CO two and all that fun stuff. So by the time I get back, I can have one or twelve of those and uh, let you know how. It, how it
1: is. <laughs> see, I love how you put the one or twelve. <laughs> That's exactly like <laughs> me. <man. laughs> so, what else have you been up to? I know you said you've been working on some home projects. So.
0: Yeah, doing home projects, um, just hanging out with the kids. Uh, let see, I've been dieting a little bit, trying to not be such a fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a lot easier when I'm not on the boat. It always is, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: At home, you can actually control your diet a little better. Yeah. <laughs> out here, you get thrown a lot of sugar
0: yeah well it's hard to say no to the 8 million pies and all the fun stuff you've got out here too and the ice
1: cream and the cookies and the cakes and all the other fun stuff
0: yeah so I've just been working on like uh, keeping my willpower up for that
1: and uh, so far so good saving it up for that home brew
0: yeah exactly
1: how many home brews have you got going right now
0: um right now like at the on, on on tap I've got three
1: very nice uh, what are they?
0: Um, I've got that red Irish ale that I've got okay. that I haven't got to try yet. I've got Fight Claw, which is the uh, uh, the lemon seltzer that I made that's 7.6%. Uh, nice. It's got some teeth that will sneak up and get you. And then um, I've got, I'm not sure what to call it yet, but it's a uh, it's a triple chocolate oatmeal
1: stout. Wow. Now that sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, that's been an interesting one to play with. Um, I'm definitely going to try some more. There's some things that I would have liked to, you know. There's some tweaks and stuff that I want to do to it, but it's really started to come into its own. And um, actually, from that one, stimming I was just gonna, I was gonna tell you that I was waiting for the podcast to tell you. I've got um, some, like an adjunct for um, French toast, and I was thinking about doing like a, like a chocolate stout but, like, wow. with French toast syrup in there, like an adjunct. And so it would throw in, like, cinnamon, and it's got that maple kind of syrupy yeah. flavor. Yeah, holy shit. Man. And, uh, yeah, uh, I've, I've done a little bit of mixing, you know, mixing a little bit of it into a glass to see how it would feel or to see how it would be. And it seems like, I don't think it's one that you could drink a ton of, but, I, you know, it's like a really tasty, like a bomber, like a 22-ounce bottle or something. Wow, and
1: that sounds awesome. Yeah. Now, when you make that one, you for sure have to have to send me a sample or something
0: yeah uh, I need to start getting I got away from bottling because bottling is just such a pain in the ass with having to clean and sanitize everything all the time but it's a lot easier to share with people to be able to give people bottles so I might start doing maybe like small batches of uh, you know glass bottles or something to be able to do that
1: or start filling growlers
0: yeah you can fill growlers but they don't last for very long That's, that's the
1: thing that's okay
0: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, even in transit, like, you know, like, a couple days, it's already flat, and it's, yeah. like, gross, you know, after that, so... Well,
1: I think if you were to get it from Juno to Ketchikan, it should take about a day. Yeah. You
0: just need to come over to the house and drink right... <laughs> yes, from, I do. <laughs> drink right from the tap. Yeah.
1: They <laughs> yeah, hold the cups. Huh? Exactly. exactly.
0: <laughs> Adam, get your goddamn mouth off my tap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that'd be a hard one to explain. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else have you got going on, Joe? Um,
0: uh, let's see here. I've been uh, I've been smoking a lot of food. I've been playing with my smoker.
1: I just recently acquired one myself and been enjoying it. We did some uh, smoked fish. Oh, uh-huh. oh man, it turned out great.
0: What do you have? What, do you, what are you using?
1: Uh, we had some pinks and some coho. Uh huh.
0: What kind of What kind of uh, smoker?
1: Uh, Big Chief. Big Chief. Big okay. Chief smoker and
0: uh, alder chips. Gotcha. I played with. I had the Little Chief back in the day, and um, I did not do a very good job with smoking with that. I ended up uh, absolutely, absolutely destroying this fish. It was just like <laughs> you could, you could eat it if you, if you like made like a dip out of it, you know. But that was about it. Like a salmon dip. So you, you made
1: know. salmon leather, salmon jerky. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was really, really bad. It was like you'd eat the salmon dip and you'd be like, like, you know, like just like suck in your face. Like you still needed water. It was like awful. And then I, never, I was like really gun shy about playing with smokers after that because I don't catch a lot of salmon. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know, but, uh, I didn't want to waste my salmon. But I ended up getting a, a Camp Chef, which is like, a, it's got like an electronic uh, temperature control and it uses pellets. And uh, Oh, very cool. But it's so much better than I ended up getting given a Traeger, but it was like possessed. It would, uh, <laughs> if you like stopped looking at it, it would like raise up to like 900 degrees and it would like literally start on fire. Oh, there geez. <laughs> times that I had to deal with that. <laughs> and it was like, you just set it and forget it. And it's like, if I did that, I'd burn my house down. Holy crap. No. So, yeah, I ended up getting that, uh, that Camp Chef, and I love it. It keeps the temperature swings are really good. It's like, you know, one to three degrees uh, on either side of the temperature swings. And, Very cool. Yeah, you can go to as low as like one, like 140 degrees. So you know you can almost get away with like cheeses and different stuff like that. It's been uh, it's been great. But my new my newest thing for smoking, like I've been really dabbling with ribs and with chicken wings.
1: Oh man, like teriyaki would be great in there.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, like um, I I was researching this one sauce for chicken wings, and it was called like a pantry sauce. Where the main ingredients are ketchup. And either Dijon or table mustard, you know, just standard mm-hmm. American mustard. And I thought one night I had had a couple Fight claws, and I was like, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> you know, it's just crazy enough to work. Yeah, and, maybe. Uh, and I did that, and it used, you know, using a um, a hot sauce of mine as well. And it was like a marinade. And I didn't think that the ketchup and, and mustard would would be good, but it was a surprise. Like it's amazing. It, it's absolutely okay. amazing.
1: Do you? Uh you ever use any vinegars in your sauces?
0: Vinegars, uh, it depends, like for like the actual, like if it's in a hot sauce, like I'll use some extra vinegar and butter.
1: I will, I will give you my recipe. Oh. I have a amazing barbecue sauce recipe. Uh Uh-huh. So I will give that to you after the show. Try it in your smoker or try it with whatever you're cooking. Uh Uh-huh. Goes good with just about anything.
0: Sidewalk? Could you eat a sidewalk with it?
1: Damn right, you could. All
0: right, then I'm down.
1: <laughs> you put that on top of your head, your tongue will beat your brains out of trying to get <laughs> to it. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else you've been up to lately?
0: Oh, that's been about it. What have you been up to,
1: Adam? Well, tonight, actually, Heidi is running my uh, table up at the art show, which is the maker's market up at uh, Ted ferry Civic Center in Ketchikan. Mm-hmm. It's a three-day show just like we would have done for the uh, Winter Arts Fair. Yeah. The Winter Arts Fair is going online this year, which is really a hard thing to do. Um, I, I didn't understand how they were trying to work that. I didn't know what they were trying to do. But this opportunity came up for the Maker's Market, so paid for a table, thought I was gonna be home, and ended up being dispatched. I was like, eh, oh well. I, I guess I'm just out the 75 bucks for the table, Heidi said, ah, nonsense, I'll take care of it. Nice.
0: That's
1: awesome. So she's been up there, she's been running the show, it's been going pretty good. I hope it stays steady, but, yeah, that's that's been about it. I've been doing a lot of rope work, a lot of, making a lot of bowls, a lot of rope mats, a lot of keychains, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, you've seen a lot of that stuff. So. Yeah. I heard that um, Heidi is
0: working for a different place now, is that? Yes,
1: okay. she is actually working for Ketchikan Public Utilities. She works in the back office.
0: Interesting. Does that give her a lot more, uh, probably gives her a lot more free time, or at least she's in Ketchikan all the time now. She's at
1: home every night. Uh-huh. Uh, not so much any free time, because when she's at work, she is busy from start to finish.
0: Yeah, that's Heidi. I
1: mean, she's She she's is on the phone, making probably 1,100 phone calls a month. So she's handling a lot of customers, a lot of uh, a lot of business, so that's just a non-stop thing for her. And it works out perfectly for her because she's got the mentality for her. Yeah. She can keep up with all that. Yeah. There is no way in heaven, hell, or God's green earth that I could do that.
0: Yeah, she's sharp. She's really sharp.
1: Yeah. So what else has been going on with you, Joe?
0: Not much. Like I said, you know, hanging out with kids, working around the house. Um You gotta the,
1: have stories. I know you got stories.
0: Yeah, stories.
1: <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. I know. I don't uh
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think. I had a crazy crackhead. <laughs> I had a crackhead in our yard the last time I was out at work.
1: Oh no. Really? It was
0: pretty awesome. But, I mean I, guess I don't have to say that I had a crazy crackhead. My old lady had a crazy crackhead. Oh boy. We had uh one of our neighbors from across the street like just went off the deep end and was uh <laughs> Saw him on my camera. And he was like in my backyard, like screaming my name, <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. Where are you? He's oh. like they're putting cameras in the trees, and I was like, who the fuck? <laughs> and she was oh, like, and boy. he was like, uh, they ended up calling the cops on him, and they were like, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm looking for my good buddy Joe. Mind you, I've like helped him jump his truck once. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we're not best friends.
1: That really somebody you really hang with. Yeah,
0: huh? and so he ended up. It was like a three-day ordeal of having to have the cops over there like a ton of times, and
1: oh
0: man, yeah, it's kind of awkward. They don't, that kind of stuff always happens when you're gone out here, you know.
1: Crazy shit seems to happen when you're away from home.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It's like I was home for like a month, month and a half, and then as soon as I leave, that's you know that stuff pops off. So, but other than that, it's been really, uh, really low key. Just kind of getting ready for the holidays, and uh, you know, staying home with COVID. And yeah, <laughs> and no shit, man.
1: How's that? Keeping away from COVID. Exactly.
0: Keeping away from it. The air bed and breakfast. You guys still doing that?
1: We are. And the uh, restrictions for that now have become very, uh, it's been educational because they've added a lot more regulations to it. What we have to do in order to maintain our business. Uh Uh, While we're home, if we have a guest, we have to be wearing a mask at all times, distancing in the house. That's challenging but we're still making it work yeah but thankfully even through the uh, pandemic we have had guests throughout and thankfully nobody got sick nobody we're still here we're still going perfect
0: so. yeah I, I assume that's got to be tough
1: and uh, that, we're just very thankful for that
0: yeah um, I forgot there's another thing I've been uh, learning how to fly that's
1: been a big thing learning to fly
0: yeah I've been uh, I've been taking lessons and doing ground school to get my personal pilot's license like my private pri- pilot license you're kidding me yeah
1: wow you know I just had an interview with Mumpson not too long ago
0: yeah he's
1: uh, this that was a really really cool episode I want to listen to it you should listen to it that was great uh, there is so much more to Bob than any of us knew
0: I know like uh, how many people did he admit to killing None.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> this story is really cool. Yeah, I bet he's got he's got tons of stories. Like being I mean, uh, he was a pilot since 1963, I think. No, 1967, something
0: like that. Yeah, he was telling me he was doing a lot of commercial stuff back yeah. in the day, and uh, I mean, he's got just about any sort of prompts you can give him, they'll have cool stories
1: or crazy yep. stories of him doing. He's got some really cool stuff going on. Even now, Bob is up to a lot of really cool things. Yeah, fun guy to talk to because you never know what's coming next. Just like talking to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about uh, flying uh, recently. So, so when did you start doing
0: this uh, flight training? Um, maybe probably about a month, month and a half ago. I started getting into it. It's uh, it's definitely an expensive hobby. So, you know. Especially with COVID and with the not work, I don't know why I picked it or why it <laughs> kind of jumped out at me. It's kind of like the worst possible time to try to, <laughs> to try to be getting into it.
1: So what brought it on though? I mean, how did you pick it up? Uh,
0: I had always thought that flying planes was expensive. And I mean, it is. It definitely is expensive, but looking at how much it costs to be able to operate one or to purchase one, it's, it's not out of, as far out of your reach as you would think. It's really? about. I mean, you can get a, a used, a used plane for you know somewhere around like fifteen, twenty-five grand. You know, it's like a used car or like a car. I didn't know that. Yeah, the license is pretty spendy. You know, that's going to cost you ten or like ten or fifteen grand, and so I mean, it does add up. But I mean, you know, I just th- like it's a lot more, more within your grasp than I thought, and I've always liked taking machines and kind of bending them to my will. You know, with, like, boats or motorcycles and wrenching on things. and
1: Yeah, I know you actually talk quite a bit about your motorcycles. Yeah. And so it's just... I feel like
0: it's just like that, but more intense because it adds, like, a third dimension. And um, I went up... I'd kind of... Uh, once I figured out how much stuff was It was funny because a friend of mine was like Yeah, I'm looking at planes And I'm like, how dumb is that? And immediately I started looking To be like, oh, let's see, let's see, what, uh, <laughs> let's see what we got here And then I was like, oh my gosh Like It just kind of, you know, kind of hit me And uh, so I was talking to uh, Jacqueline about it And uh, I ended up renting a plane for an hour And got, a, uh, got some flight instruction And took it off And oh, it was exhilarating Slash, uh, you know Terrifying, Which is my favorite. You know, I'm a super big adrenaline junkie. Anything that scares the shit out of me while I'm doing it, I just have to keep doing it. And so, uh, um...
1: So this is something you're in for the long haul.
0: I think so, unfortunately. It, uh, <laughs> It's going to take a lot of money, I think, but...
1: This is... This is really cool. I mean, I didn't know you were getting into flying.
0: Yeah, I, uh... You know, it's funny. Like uh, during downtime and stuff out here, I've been going to ground school and uh, doing because um, uh, uh, basi- there's a lot of hoops you got to go through to, to get it all done. So uh, while I've been gone, I was able to get my medical clearance for up to commercial, um, which I mean I don't I won't need, but it's always nice to know what you can get away with and what you can't. And uh,
1: what are your limitations exactly
0: exactly and then so i'm working on passing the faa written test right now so you know kind of going through i don't know how many hours of it It, it's a pretty fair amount like i'm still slogging through it but working on that and then at the same time kind of uh i'm working on getting my ham operators my like amateur radio operators license so i'm kind of doing those in tandem right now because some of it kind of overlaps and so i've just been trying to keep myself busy so what i usually do during the winters is like try to have a hobby that kind of soaks up all my time and uh, i've seemed to have found a couple of them <laughs> that's very true. cool
1: well that's a couple of expensive hobbies there but yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah so on top of the brewing which i would like to try i mean personally
0: and you know i mean right now the kits i mean you can get brewing kits for like a hundred bucks you know, I was looking at some of those online, and one that I want to try is the hard cider. Hard cider? That's funny. You know, those are super easy to make. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I've got one. Uh, I was talking to Matthias about it because it's uh, it's a traditional apple wine, like a like a German, uh, a German app. It's, it's called apple wine, and it's it's like a hard cider, but it's a little bit stronger. Um, but it was very easy to make. It was like an award-winning recipe. Basically, you just need a fermenting vessel. And then you need five gallons of apple juice. And he, he specifically used treetop apple juice, and so that's what I used. So you pour uh, five gallons of treetop apple juice in and two pounds of uh, uh, brown sugar. Hmm. And you just shake it all up, you know, because that gives it even more u- nutrients. And so I use Montrachet uh, uh, wine use. And basically what you do is you just let it sit. And after a month, you can drink it. Um, but you can age it for as long as, like, over, over a year. Like, I think I, the longest I'd seen it was aged was, like, 18 months. Okay. No and they say that the, the longer it sits, the better it gets. And um, so I had that. And, and, and so traditionally in Germany, what they do with that is they drink it with no carbonation. And they drink it, you know, pretty much, like, right out of the fermenter. Like, that's how it was made, you know, how it was done. And so I had a couple. And it's, like, it's, like, 10%. Wow. And um, so I had a, I've pulled a couple of uh, a, pu- a couple of glasses for some special occasions for some friends, and I plan on putting that on tap probably around the holidays. So coming up. Very soon. cool. That would be
1: perfect for the holidays.
0: Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, I had it without the carbonation and it's okay, but I think with carbonation and cold, like I think that it would just bring it, you know, bring it up a notch. Wow. But it'd be super dangerous. What I want to do with it is I want to do that apple one, and then throw a shot of Fireball in there. And make it taste like an American pie, because then you got cinnamon, yeah. you got apple, and then you've got a DUI if you get behind the wheel because <laughs> it's already strong. So yeah, that's
1: definitely ginger. Yeah, but yeah, that would that would be awesome, and I would love to try that. Yeah, and so
0: that's super simple, because all you're having to do is just—it's basically sugar, like a packet of yeast, and apple juice, and then you've got—you know—you've got a hard cider rolling. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean like ciders are like the easiest of the of the easy, you know, like if you want to get in on it. I mean, you can even, you know, I actually have a fermenter I could probably give you like a smaller, uh, it's like a Mr. Beer, like from an old Mr. Beer kit, so it's oh, like okay. a two gallon uh, plastic fermenter, you know, for like small batches and you can just do like two gallons of uh, apple juice and see if you like it. You know, try yeah, it. You can try that out.
1: I would love to try it. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. I was looking at a... Uh, It was similar to a Mr. Beer. I forget what the hell the name was, but it was uh, for a hard cider. They send you everything in one big kit, Uh and it was like 120 bucks. I was going over that with my wife, which is like, yeah, no. (laughs) She said that's going to be an expensive hobby. No. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, what's funny about brewing is uh, it can be as expensive or as cheap as you want it, really. You know, because, you know, the monks and stuff back in the day, were you know, they didn't have high-tech stainless steel, you know, all that stuff, so you can go about as primitive as you want to, but you definitely do, I've found that there's like a, uh, you get better results and, and uh, more, more predictable results, kind of like the more cash you put into
1: it. The better product you use, the better your product's going to be, right? Yeah,
0: and then easier, you know, the ease of use, too. So uh, that's really helped me out. I've spent way too, I don't even want to talk about how much money I've spent on brewing. Way more than <laughs> buying six packs at the grocery store, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. And you said you use a uh, special kind of hops for your, all of your brews, too, right? Um, I've, I've got a ton. I've got, uh, I order from
0: um, Shameless Plug. Yakima <laughs> Valley hops and, uh, and they offer free shipping it's like super quick you can get like really good deals on it so I've got a whole freezer basically I've got a kegerator for like a fridge freezer combo in my garage that's you know got two taps in the bottom and then up top it's like almost all hops so I just pull out what I want for different stuff and I've still been playing around with a lot of those to see what I like and uh, the It's pretty much endless. Very cool. Excuse us,
1: folks. We've got a lot of announcements going on here. (laughs) How dare they? (laughs) They're interrupting the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Give them a call on the radio. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Yeah. So do you have any uh, Christmas plans? Uh, It sounds like I'm... Well, I don't know if I'm going to be dispatched again yet, but if I do, I'm going to be back on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Christmas is probably going to be shut for me. It's tough being away from home for the holidays. Thanksgiving was tough. Christmas will be even harder and that'll come with uh, New Year's Eve also. Yeah. Yeah. Good Not that we park. can really go out anywhere or do anything. Right. Exactly. But to be home with the people you you want to be with. Yeah. To be home with the people you tolerate. <laughs> well, in your case, maybe <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh, I had a question about um, sure. your cranberry sauce because I had some finally, like the day after, like I did not. I got I got too full. I. Uh, uh, but uh, I wanted to know what all you kind of what you had in there because I almost tasted. That is my recipe. Okay, can I? Well, I can give you that recipe. I can't see it over there. Okay, can I ask you just ingredients? Mm. Can I ask you an ingredient? There's one that I was kind of, it tasted like there was, was it Sprite? It was like something crazy. No
1: Sprite in it. Okay. But there was some lemon zest.
0: Okay, so then that was what I was tasting. That's what All you were right. tasting. Okay. Okay. Now,
1: I can give you a little bit of the recipe later, but I can't give you the whole thing.
0: Okay. I've got to put my own special love in there.
1: That's right. <laughs> That's the tradition is when somebody gives you a recipe, you change that recipe to make it your own.
0: And so you can steal it and say that it's your own. Mm-hmm. So when Adam gives me that, that or the yeah. hot sauce recipe, I change one little thing and I'm like, yes, I made this myself on my own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, people are going to taste a lot of similarities. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'd be happy to give you my recipes. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Now, my cranberry sauce that I made, I use that same sauce. I put it over, like, chicken and pork, stuff like that at home. Oh, man. Can't beat it. Do you reduce it, or do you throw it on just as is? After you make the sauce, you get your chicken or your pork up to temp. Uh Uh-huh. Put it over the top. Put it back in the oven. Give it about half hour. Uh Uh-huh. 20 minutes, somewhere around there. So it thickens up right there? It does thicken up, and it kind of... It bakes into the, uh, into the meat and mm-hmm. it is so good because you've already got your chicken or your pork all seasoned up. Yeah. Or you can use it on steaks or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that being really good. Like you've got like some
0: salt and pepper or like some saltiness from the pork or the meat and mm-hmm. then you throw that sweetness on top. And whatnot. it really
1: brings a nice balance. Yeah. So, try it up. Should be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. I mean, it's always good.
0: Yeah, I was a little afraid to try it. You know, I'm <laughs> disgusting because uh, I love just like right out of a tin can, like that gross cranberry <laughs> stuff. Like the jelly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I love that stuff. It's a guilty uh, pleasure I of have mine. never been able to eat it. I've never liked it. <laughs> My favorite part is how you just put it in your mouth and it just like instantly like liquefies. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know why I like it, but it's just like, I just, I do. That is the weirdest <laughs>
1: taste for me. Because you can taste the metal of the yeah. tin can. Yeah. It,
0: and it's, and, I mean, by all, I don't know why I like it. It's got to be the white trash in me. I don't know <laughs> what the deal
1: is. Oh, speaking of which, everybody, we hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. We spent it here on the ship. The crew put together this amazing meal. The only thing I made was the cranberry sauce, but we had a lot of other really nice things out here. Yeah. Everything was a lot of fun. We had some live music. It, uh, almost made it uh, Made it tolerable to be away from home. <laughs> almost. <laughs> it was tolerable. Yeah.
0: You know what's nice, though, is uh, I mean, because I hadn't worked for like a month and a half. So. Since we recorded last time, right? Probably, yeah. And so, uh, it's been really nice to. Is <laughs> I was thankful that I was able to kind of get one like a shot in the arm
1: financially because it's been a tough year. This has really been a rough year for everybody. Yeah, I mean we're all, even though we're working, you know we're still going paycheck to paycheck out here, man. Yeah, it's been, uh,
0: and you know, luckily, I mean, I it hasn't gotten that bad yet you know I've had s- had savings but uh you know it's nice to it's nice to, cause you know even if you work like once a month you know that's enough to kind of skate by until you get you know there so I've been lucky and, or I've been fortunate to, to be able to do just that just to, to at least be able to survive and still have good holidays
1: and get stuff for the kids and yeah well thankfully I got most everything covered for my my Christmas already mm-hmm. I've got uh Stuff for my kids. I got things for my wife. Uh, Stuff for the rest of the family. Yeah, I've got
0: almost everything squared away. Jacqueline's really hard to get gifts for. But, um, I think that (laughs) I think that uh, we're just about squared away, too. We always get and Jacqueline's mom like really like to get small trinkets like little gifts for mm-hmm. the for the kids which absolutely I hate <laughs> I, uh,
1: you I end g- up stepping on them right well I feel like yeah I feel like
0: I feel like our house we've got like a finite amount of space but it just keeps getting like filled and I'm like you know if you get like 16 <laughs> Christmases worth of shit that's just in this house and then I feel like I'm the Grinch because like
1: you start getting rid of things right exactly I'm like okay well
0: we can kind of move some of this stuff around
1: see at home I'm the one who collects things mm-hmm. my wife tends to look at everything like, when's the last time you used that? When's the last time you ha- you pulled that out of the box? Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of it. Yeah.
0: I'm tough. It's be-
1: Unless it's in the garage, then
0: it's like not fair game. You know, I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I need this. And then I turn into the hoarder. Well, uh, like uh, for me,
1: my garage is kind of my sanctuary. That's my, that's the Naughty Guy studio. That's mm-hmm. also my workshop for doing all my rope work. So... Hopefully someday my brewing station also.
0: Yeah. <laughs> make sure you got some ventilation in there. That uh, I've noticed that when I brew in the garage, it gets a little bit humid. Oh, really? And so uh, that can be a, a pain in the ass with stuff. Like with my reloading and everything, I don't like to get everything really wet. Oh, wow.
1: Okay.
0: So just make sure you've got adequate ventilation or you can crack a door or
1: something, too. So how many brews have you... What's the most you've had going at one time? Well,
0: usually it's a struggle to keep... M- my problem is fermenters. I've got three fermenters, so I can have up to three going at one... Like, fermenting at one time. But the problem also is, like, logistics, right? Because I want to have three kegs on tap at all times. Um, but I can't have any more. Because it's just difficult. Because then you've got a keg that's like kind of like its shelf life is wasting while you're not using it and so it's a constant battle trying to maintain three kegs and usually I do an okay job of two, <laughs> like two to three with like one in, like one on deck or in the wings oh, and yeah. so with when it comes to working reliably i feel like that's the easiest part to do because it takes about two weeks for things to ferment so you brew before work you go to work you come back and it's ready to be put in but then also, you've got to deal with the drinking. And with my, uh, you know, with nobody <laughs> coming oh, over. Oh, struggle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, like with nobody coming over because of COVID stuff, you know, you're not being able to do that.
1: Yeah, and but really not socializing.
0: Yeah, no socializing because usually I like to throw big barbecues and stuff like that's, you know, being from Texas, that's what you did every weekend. And um, uh, But also me with losing weight, I'm not drinking nearly as much. And that's, that's starting to become, I'm starting to get a little bit backed up. <laughs> because I'm trying to give Jacqueline all these beers, and, you know, she doesn't drink.
1: <laughs>
0: and so now I'm just like, well, what do I do? And Dave Bell comes to the house with empty growlers all the time.
1: Well, good for him. Because yeah. damn it, I want to try something. He
0: doesn't even talk to me, really. He just shows up with an empty growler.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we love you, Dave. <laughs> Dave is one of our biggest listeners. Um, I love having that guy around, man. Yeah. He keeps saying... Yeah, I'm gonna do your podcast one of these days. I I, I just have to get the right topic in my head.
0: <laughs> you know, he's he's a good. Uh, uh, I've been wanting to be able to use him for hockey. My uh, my son's been playing hockey, and uh, Dave's been really big into hockey. And his dad, I mean, he's got the the rink and Homer's named after him. Really? Yeah. Uh, his dad was. Uh, um. Really big with uh, uh, with like the youth community with hockey and everything. So, oh, very cool. I'd did be that. that'd probably be a pretty
1: good topic. I'll bet you, you could talk for a while on that. Yeah, I would love that. Just having him on the show would be awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the last few times he was here, he kept saying he wanted to get in on that uh, interview with uh, Mumsen, and then he wanted to get in on the interview with you. I was supposed to do an interview with Polly, but that fell through because we just couldn't get our schedules to line up. Yeah, this has just been. It's been a crazy year. I'd love to hear an interview with Paul. Yeah, and I had everything ready to do it. <laughs> but, you know, again, we just couldn't get our schedules to line up. Yeah. So he had to bow out. But we'll get around to it eventually. I'm sure. Someday. So what else are you doing lately? I mean, what do you got planned when you get home?
0: Um, I am going to drink some of that Irish, the red yeah. Irish ale. I want to see what it looks like. Um,
1: yeah, high expectations for this one.
0: I, I'm kind of keeping keeping <laughs> keeping the bar low, keeping my expectations <laughs> low on this one, just because it's the first one. You know, I haven't played with it. Want to so see? Have you not made a red ale? No, I haven't. Um, I was just. I've really been in the mood to tweak stuff. It's like I want to make. I feel like it's kind of being cheap with it, but like throwing like you know doing the French toast. Like I feel like. I'm, it's like really kitschy kind of stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, fruits. I've been doing, playing a lot with like fruit, uh, adding fruits and stuff like an apricot blonde. Mm-hmm. Now
1: that one I said I wanted to try. I'd really like to try that one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of getting a little, not maybe not too fancy, but I think I just need to be working on more basic stuff. And so I, the, the Red Irish Ale was kind of like a uh, return, return back to roots kind of go back and do some easy brews or you know some what can what be, would be considered like beginner brews and stuff especially since moving to the new system with all grain um, because basically i need to uh kind of rework all of my old recipes and everything since i'm using new new equipment
1: yeah yeah you kind of have to go back and refine <coughs> what you did before so you have you get good at making the base product, right? And then you expand off of that, and then you can play
0: with that. But um, you know, it's just—I think it's just too fun to be it able to really play with Really sound like a lot of fun, you know? Because it's—I feel like it's definitely more like cooking than baking, where it's you know you can you do have room to play. Where I Very feel cool. like baking, like there's not a lot for... Uh, no,
1: baking is a lot of really precise measurements. Exactly.
0: Like you, you can't just you can't just fart around and throw a dash of this, yeah. dash of that. It will fall apart
1: on you. Yeah, exactly. And that was probably what made it so fun for me is I've been good at following directions. You know, half a cup of this, one cup of that. Uh-huh. And, you know, the measurements I had no problem with. Yeah. Multiplying the recipes, that was fun.
0: Yeah.
1: Baking was always fun for me, but uh, I just, that has actually gotten away from me and I haven't done it for a while.
0: I like to bake, but I only find, I find that I only get in the mood to bake when I'm stressed. Really? Yeah, it's kind of...
1: I do a lot more baking on the holidays Uh because I do a lot of different cookies and I've got my own recipes on that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I've got my own recipes for muffins, some pretty amazing muffins.
0: I'd love to eat your muffin.
1: You are a sick (laughs) (laughs) motherfucker. But... There was a uh, caramel apple muffin I used to make. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome. There was a cream cheese pumpkin muffin. That was amazing. Uh There were like four different kinds of blueberry muffin. And then uh, there was one cranberry that actually had that sauce in it. Mm -hmm. I do love, yeah,
0: the problem is I love baked goods too much. I've got to stay away from. I like, (laughs) you know, I sniff baked goods and my ass gets bigger now. (laughs) I I think we're all sitting (laughs) on that boat there. (laughs) Yeah, I like, um, you know, simple stuff. I I do a lot of like cheesecakes and stuff like that. I like. Oh, very cool.
1: See, I had no idea you actually did all that. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) I think it's out there now. I don't want to
0: sully my good (laughs) reputation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got a lot going on, man. You got the brewing. You got the. Flight school. And when you get home. I'm sure you're gonna be doing some baking, though.
0: No? Maybe, yeah, probably. Um, I'd love to get Jacqueline in on that. I do most of the cooking at the house. I probably do like 99% of the cooking. It's actually gotten to the point where it's just comical with Jacqueline now. Like, I can't even get mad at her. It's just like our thing. <laughs> you know, she's like, "I sure am hungry." I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess I'll make you something then."
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's respectable. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And. Joe Dirt and Respect, I never thought would be using the same and sentence. Yeah, once
0: again, don't. <laughs> we gotta keep this. Keep it, keep it on the down
1: low. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. That's been great having you on, Joe. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. I wanna give a big shout out to all of my friends and my loyal listeners from Ketchikan, Metlakatla, Wrangell, Petersburg, Juneau, Gustavus, Anchorage, Palmer, Kenai, all the way down to Washington and Arizona. You know who you are, and thank you for listening. Stay safe out there, folks. This is Horror After Hours, signing off. Hello, this is the naughty guy, Adam J. Keep listening to Horror After Hours with the Naughty Guy as my friends and I, we discuss some of our favorite movies and some of our favorite novels. Bear Crossing, Bed and Breakfast, we have a beautiful view which overlooks downtown Ketchikan. You can find us on the Airbnb app or on Facebook. You can contact us through either of these apps for any information. Schuyler's Table offers cafeteria style dining, with fresh soups and salads and paninis. And all of his meats are roasted fresh daily. If you're looking for great food, great prices and even better company, come to Schuyler's Table, a place for, visit- for visitors. Uh, podcast swatting flies telling lies if you like a fun crazy podcast with loads of information that you didn't know you need give this one a listen bruce's show is always a lot of fun you never know what he's gonna say next and i'm always tuning in to find out next i got lazy mountain brewing company located in palmer alaska owned by neil and sarah gotchall they're providing quality craft beers with crisp, clean flavor. Look for Crazy... Or I'm sorry, look for Lazy Mountain Brewing Company on Facebook. You will also find their beers all around the Anchorage area. They're just good, honest beers. That's, again, Lazy Mountain Brewing Company. Also look for my friend Danny's podcast. That's Hinterlands Media, where he discusses current topics and conspiracies And also look for his new podcast called Hinterland Storytime. This should be a lot of fun. This is where he discusses his favorite fantasy, sci-fi novels, movies, and games. This really should be a lot of fun. Danny's a lot of fun, so give both his shows a listen. I know I will. And finally, the Naughty Guy. I finally have a Facebook page. Check it out. Give me a like and a follow to see all of my latest networks. You can find my knot work in a few of the local stores around Ketchikan. You look for Maiden Voyage, Scanlan Gallery, and also the, the Alaska Outpost. Tell them the naughty guy sent you. Thanks a lot, folks. Keep listening.